to Millennial Living, a lifestyle podcast showcasing how millennials survive, live, and thrive. Was good. This podcast represents the millennials who are resourceful and are assets to those around them. I just want to help. We will learn and teach one another while promoting growth. You will believe in yourself. So whether you're a millennial or not, this is a motivational space for anyone. I try to better myself. Here's your host, Octavia. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Millennial Living Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me as I took the week off last week. I just wanted to give you guys a chance to catch up and I wanted a break. (laughs) I wanted a break and I thought it was a good opportunity to take a break uh, considering the amount of episodes that I currently have out And I also had just finished the uh, online conference uh, that I was doing, as well as some other ventures, um, businesses picking up for myself and my business uh, right now with uh, One Hollywood Event and Design LLC. So outside of my full-time career, I also have an event planning and design business, and I've been rebranding. Um, that so it's been a little busy it's been a little busy so I said you know what I'm not going to um, add any more <laughs> stress or um, and it's good stress but add any more to my plate that I need so I decided to take a break and I decided to promo some podcasts that I've been listening to and hopefully you guys had a chance to Uh, listen to those. I posted it on the Instagram page under the post where it said no new episode today and then feel free to catch up and then also um, listen to some podcasts that I've been listening to and they're just awesome. They're just awesome and I think a lot of the times in podcasting since I started I kind of fell off with listening to my oldies uh, oldie but goodies because I've been introduced to new podcasts in rotation and I'm also reading a number of books uh, so yeah <laughs> I, I think it was good to uh, shine a light on the other podcast that I listen to and I enjoy and uh, the host that I've met on this journey has been phenomenal so go out Go to uh, Instagram and go follow those. Um, if you're not following me already, definitely follow me at Mill Living Podcast, or some people pronounce it Millie Living Podcast. It's M I L L E, and then L I V I N Podcast. Or you can just hashtag Millennial Living Podcast, and you'll see my account also show up. I try to create a little footprint, so. If you can't find the username, then you also can find me via hashtag. Uh, So some podcasts that I promoted on there were Faith, Love, and Dreams, uh, Word Paintings, Reaching While Teaching, The Be Hot Podcast, His and Her Money, Pat Flynn, uh, Smart Passive Income Podcast, Dave Ramsey, of course, that's Uncle Dave, uh, Millennial Thoughts Podcast, uh, Millennial Thoughts Podcast, Brown Ambition Podcast, Chris Hogan 360 has a podcast, uh, Clever Girl Knows Podcast, Life of Roro and Lisi, The Heart Talk Podcast, and Her De Niro Matters. So that's the list. If you don't have Instagram, I have to be conscious of that because not everyone is into every social platform. Uh, So there you go. And then I'll also list them in the show notes. So today we're going to be talking about personal branding. 
And I think it's it's very important. I think it's very important not only to entrepreneurs, but also as uh, you enter your career, if you are on a uh, if you are on a career track versus entrepreneurship, and it's you know vice versa. It goes both ways. So, what is personal branding? So, I just did a little Google so I can um, articulate it a certain way, and then I'll just paraphrase. So, per- personal branding is the conscious and intentional effort to create and in, and influence the public perception of oneself. So I took a course um, and the in- instructor of this cause, course was intentionally saying, forget people's perception of you, which I didn't particularly agree with because I felt like, I paid more attention to her in like not caring (laughs) about her brand and her presentation than the um, content and that she was trying to deliver and the stuff that she was teaching. Like it was very distracting. It was very distracting. And I feel like to a certain degree, like you are who you are, but you don't have to um, go the extra mile or be extra, extra you know, extra, (laughs) I guess, um, to the extent where it's distracting, you know, it's distracting from what you're really trying to get people to see. So I just wanted to talk about personal branding since we're kind of shifting gears from our intro on professional development. Uh, So I think that branding is important because it it, uh, elevates your credibility and it helps you stand out from your competition. So your credibility, uh, if you are in the industry of entrepreneurship and you are selling a product, you're essentially selling yourself first. You want to sell yourself. You want to sell yourself so that someone is going to actually trust you, you know, trust what you say and trust that whatever you're saying about this product that you're selling is actually true. And how are you going to get that? You're going to grab their credibility, their trust. Um, and excuse me, you're going to earn some credibility through them trusting you. So I think that's, I think that's pretty important. Um, and then as far as standing out from competition, I mean, you want to not be amongst everybody else, like fighting for the same thing. Um, as far as like on the same level of everyone fighting for the same thing. So say uh, in entrepreneurship, say there are, say for my business, for for instance, I'm an event planner and in a uh, design creative, I like to call it. I am more so getting out of um, planning events for people who are not referrals and then only a certain amount of events per year because I like to focus on Um, my client at the time and then also I have a lot of other things going on and I just enjoy you know a little by a little like I enjoy that part of it Um, I don't need to feel like I want to do any and everybody's event it's just I don't have the capacity and I don't desire to that's not just the way I, I, I like the business to run so in order for me to stand out from competition I tend to do things like have smaller, um, have smaller clients on that 
side of the house so that I can be more attentive uh, to my clients that I have. I can devote more time. I might go the extra mile and throw certain things in that other uh, planners or design creatives might charge for. Um, I also am, I model myself in a certain way where I do stand out. Um, when I'm like, say if I go to, or when it was a thing, I would go to a, um, a vendor, a vendor event. And I was a vendor. I would do things like I had a personalized tag made and that, you know, that stood out. It was like, oh, this is different. It's not like she just has her name on a sticky, uh, little sticky thing. And she just has it on her shirt. Like I do things like that to help me stand out. And I'm very, very attentive to detail. And I think my clients kind of pick that up because I'll do things or say things and recall things as I'm talking to them that I didn't write down or that they didn't assume that I remembered. I asked them certain things when I am booking them um, about their background, trying to get to know them. So it's more like a personalized relationship that we're creating. It's not just a transaction where you pay me and I just do your event. Uh, So I try to put a little personal touch on it so that I am standing out from my competition. Um, As far as career-wise, we talked about like making sure that you are doing something that advances you, um, not just for pay, but also for knowledge, like you're pouring into yourself. And the more you pour into yourself, the more you know, or you seek to learn certain things, you will see that you will stand out. Some people just like to go in, punch the clock and be gone. Uh, But when things are constantly changing, the world is constantly developing. When you're on top of your A-game and you you are on top of certain things, you're able to speak to certain things amongst leadership, amongst your peers, you are going to stand out. You are going to stand out and it doesn't have to be you wanting to be in the middle. I know this. I know that. No, you don't have to do that. Uh, You wait till it's presented to you. And once it's presented to you, people will know like, man, this person is really on their A game. They're really sticking out. So when it comes for that time for that promotion, you think that you're not going to be one of the names that are going to be thrown in the hat before you even probably think about applying for it. People are already considering you and they might come to you and say, hey, this promotion is coming out. I want you to actually um, I want you to actually apply for it. And so you want to make sure that you are standing out from the competition. There's so much competition in the world. Education was a big thing um, where people felt that, oh, I don't. Well, now that's what it is before. It was like, oh, bachelor's, (laughs) you know, high school diploma was good then bachelor, then the bachelor's, and now bachelor's degrees are like high school diplomas. And so a lot of people are seeking higher ed. Some people are like, oh, I don't need that. Uh, It depends on what your career choice is. I still, um, I still go back and forth in my head about that because in certain careers, you need a degree. And if you desire to do that, (laughs) you know, you just go get the degree. Student loans, um, if that's your only avenue, unfortunately, everyone is not um, able to not take out student loans. And so where I see a lot of people on social media saying, oh, I'm going to tell my kids, get student loans and no, you don't have to go to college. Yeah, that's great. But are you instilling in them what? Like what, what are they going to do career wise if you're saying they don't have to go to school? 
you don't have to go to a traditional school, you, you know, but a trade school can cost money. Uh, entrepreneurship. I feel like everyone that thinks they want to own their own business should definitely go take some financial courses, get a business degree, learn how to run your business uh, from a official uh, person that, you know, has studied this, whether it be finance, accounting, business, management, you know, I don't know what all of the particular uh, degree choices are in that field, but why not learn? And yes, you can read the books yourself. You don't have to go to college. You can still self-teach or uh, yourself, all of those things. But I feel like um, how long, you know, how many people actually do that? How many people actually do that? But moving right along, some things that you want to consider uh, when you are building your personal brand or brainstorming about, um, you know, how are you going to uh, enhance your personal branding? Uh, One thing is perception. And I kind of talked about that. How are you going to be perceived by other people? What impression are you leaving with others? Are you the person that people don't tend to want to work with because you are loud, boisterous, obnoxious? Or are you the people that are you the person that people want to work with because they know that you're a team player? Uh, you are an active listener. You not only listen to respond, but you're listening to understand. Are you easygoing? Are you a pleasure to work with? Are you a complainer? Think about all of those things. Um, Another thing, my mom always told me this, and she put an emphasis on it when I was really, really young in the workforce, and I didn't quite understand, but now I do uh, more than ever, is dress how you want to be perceived. Um, I used to interview people (laughs) uh, for a living, and when people will walk in, aside from me knowing kind of their background from a piece of paper, um, when they will walk in and they were dressed a particular way, I would be like, wait, you came to work today like this? <laughs> wait, you're going, you want to be considered for position and your clothes are wrinkled, they're not iron. And, you know, I I guess this is, millennials on um on to the newer generations where we just throw our clothes in the dryer like I don't want to iron but your dress clothes need to be ironed you shouldn't be throwing your dress clothes in the dryer you, you know we talked about knowing how to put creases in your pants during the pandemic like teaching your children uh for for those with children who are ironing like we should know how to crease out clothes. And if you don't, uh, the dry cleaners, there are some dry cleaners that offer specials. Zips cleaners, I think it's like $1.99. It's probably up to $2 and some change at this point per item. Please, you know, iron your clothes at a minimum. If you're not going to crease them, please iron them. Like, and I'm talking crease your pants. I, you don't have to crease your jeans. But I was, I'm hoping you wouldn't be wearing jeans into an interview. Um, but if that's the nature of, if that's the culture of the work environment, I guess. But still, I would wait until you land a job to wear, you know, the jeans or conform to whatever it is um, the, the dress code is. Uh, but you should definitely be dressing up for an interview. And I'm talking a suit. 
uh, we are of age where you should be wearing a suit to an interview. And if you're not, you should. You can catch a suit on sale. You don't have to um, buy like the craziest price suit or designer suit um, if it's not in your budget at the time. I know a lot of people thrift. Uh, they thrift clothing, so thrift you a suit. Thrift you a suit. Um, see if you can get a hand-me-down from uh, someone in your family or a friend who may have lost weight or who may have gained weight and can't fit it, and, and you can. You know, it it takes nothing. Your suit doesn't have to be matchy-matchy. Doesn't the the pants didn't have the jacket didn't doesn't have to come with the pants. If it's black, you'll get away with that. Even you know, even better. <laughs> um, just make sure they kind of you know they're close the blacks because there are some blacks that are different. One is off or off more off than the other. So dress how you want to be perceived, um, ladies. People laugh at me all the time, um, especially like my older friends. They're like, you have on stockings? Octavia, you have on stockings? You have on knee highs? Yes. Yes, I do. First of all, I'm not wearing a dress shoe without um, knee highs on or trouser socks. Like, to me, what am I supposed to be wearing? Like, my regular socks? Like... <laughs> It, it it just looks sleek and you you know we fold our legs we cross our legs and you will see those ankles out and god help you if they're not lotion and you don't have one socks <laughs> and you don't have one knee highs they are i just recently found if you if you were on my instagram a story this past week because i was still sharing some things on social you saw i went dollar tree crazy and do you know dollar tree had uh, two pairs of knee highs for a dollar and I usually buy them at a dollar and some change um, or three do- three pairs for two dollars um, at Walgreens I feel like it's a little bit more because then I wouldn't have felt like the two for one was a, a, a big deal but they have them at Walgreens it's a little pack and they don't last as long they come in a little uh, circle container um, but yeah I think it's two for two. I don't know. You guys check it out. But yes, and stockings, yes. And you don't have to wear like the old stockings like our grandparents would wear. Um, You can wear the ones that have like, you know, it matches your natural skin tone. It doesn't have to be the thick ones. Um, It can, it can not look like a stocking, like grandma's stocking. And please, if you get a run in it, throw it in the garbage. I don't know. Maybe it's because I went to uh, Catholic school for a very long time. We were required to wear stockings. So it's like second nature to me. When you have on a dress, you wear your stockings. Uh, we weren't required to, but we were required to by mommy. <laughs> by my mom. Because uh, you could wear knee highs, but I never liked the way it looked. Uh, so I always wore stockings. So... Uh, We talked about suits already, uh, tailoring your clothes. So I haven't gotten to this point yet, but I desire to once, you know, the budget allows it a little bit more uh, to get my clothes tailored. So I do get things taken in. Like if I'm, if it's like an event that I'm going to where I need a dress, like I bought the dress in a bigger size, so I'll get it uh, tailored, um, I'll more so get it taken in. But when you get it something tailored, and it could be like 
a $20. Like it could be the most inexpensive thing. And once you get it tailored and fit to your body and your build, it looks amazing. It looks really, really good. Um, so you can get your clothes tailored and make it look more expensive or appear to be like you paid more money for it. <laughs> and there are some inexpensive tailors out there. So definitely look around. This is the time you might even get a sale because a lot of people are not going anywhere. So there are not a lot of seamstress or tailors who um, have the business that they're accustomed to. So you might get a deal. You might get a deal. Uh, for entrepreneurs, I would say wear your own brand. Uh, and this goes for like promoting, getting your brand out there. When someone sees you, like when we see a Nike sign, we know it's Nike. When we see a, uh, excuse me, a logo. When we see Adidas logo, we know it belongs to Adidas. Wear your own brand. Wear your own brand. Get your brand strategist. I know an awesome one happens to be a very good friend of mine. Um, and she just launched her uh, agency, the Azar Agency. You can check her out, Altanese Nicole, on every platform. She's an awesome brand strategist. She's taught me a lot. And it really shows like when you're pouring into your brand, when your branding means something to you. Uh, monitor your digital footprint. <laughs> and this is in my um, ebook. So I just recently launched the ebook, the professional guide for um, job seekers, intentional job seekers um, for, um, it's a free ebook. It's on my website on millennialliving.com. And the link is also in my bio on Instagram. Your digital footprint is everything. The jobs are looking at these. If you're in the job world, job seeking world and or phase, and you have all of these social, <laughs> all of these social accounts, and you're on every platform and you're presenting yourself in a way that you wouldn't particularly like for your interviewer to see you. Get, the, get clean that up, get that together because there's nothing more embarrassing than you coming in, presenting yourself a certain way and someone pulls that photograph or that video that you did, that Snapchat, those things that you think goes away, they do not go away. You put that out there. There's so many screen record apps and screen shares and screenshots and uh, depending on, you know, where you're desiring to go, nothing is erased, okay? Once you put it out there, you put it out there. It might be erased to the general public, but pay attention to the things that you're signing, these disclosures, these releases um, that you might sign when you're onboarding to a new uh, job or a new company. Pay attention to what you're giving access to, and you will see, <laughs> you will be very surprised the things that people or jobs can go pull. So pay attention to your digital footprint. Um, also, you know, monitor that you're, we're of an age where you're an adult. You're an adult at this point and you want to be perceived as such. You want to be perceived as a professional adult. You present yourself as a professional adult as all, at all times. And it doesn't mean that you have to 
I'll wear a suit on Instagram or not post on Instagram. Just be tasteful, you know, and, and present it in a way that you won't be embarrassed if the interviewer for your next job or your client, your next client, if you're an entrepreneur, pulls it up and says, hmm, I don't think I want to work with this person. This person is always posting inappropriate things. And um, for me, I think the funniest thing, there was a maid service, um, a young, no. Yeah, I've seen her. She she does um, clean houses, but I also seen her on this sitter app. I was looking um, for sitters in the beginning uh, when I knew I was going back to work and I wanted someone to come in my home. Well, this young lady had her cleavage out and, you know, the little duck lips and all. And I'm like, I don't want to hire her. And no, she didn't have it in her original profile, but her first and last name was on it. So I just plugged her in Facebook and those other pictures that I saw. And I'm like, whoa, no. I don't want to hire this person. More importantly, I don't want this person to come into my home with my husband either. (laughs) So pay attention to your digital footprint. It is very important. It can be the the determining factor whether somebody's going to hire you uh, for whether you are um, in, you know, seeking a job for your career or whether you are looking to be hired, um, and looking for clients. If you are an if you are an if you are an entrepreneur, sorry guys, it's pretty late. But yes, those things matter. Just because you work for yourself does not mean that you don't have to consider these things, right? Because you work for yourself, yes, but you need clients. You need clients. You want that income. You want to drive that uh, income. So lastly, I'll just uh, close it up, but with some closing points to say. A part of your personal brand also counts you being a person of your word. You want to be a person that when somebody recommends you for something, they're like, oh, yep, that person is going to do exactly what they said they were going to do because they are a person of their word. Consistency, that goes along with it, too. Is this person consistent? Did this person say that they're going to do everything that they said they're going to do and do they do it? How fast do they do it? Did they do it in the time that they said they were going to do it? All of those things matter. Practice what you preach. We're in a world where, you know, sharing uh, your quotes and your fancy things that you like to say uh, to other people, but are you living by those things? Those things matter. People pay attention. And how are you going to tell me something that you're not living by? It might be good, very good information, but how good is it if you're not following it? Uh, Create some type of self-assessment and accountability check. So um, my best thing that I like to do, I'm a goal planner. I like to write things down. So when I'm going through different things that I said I wanted to do for myself to build or enhance my personal brand um, or who I want to who I want the world to see me as um, and truly be that person, I'm talking about being authentic, guys. I'm not talking about, oh, I'm pretending to be something that I'm not. No, I'm I'm (laughs) enhancing the person who I really am uh, and want people to perceive me as. 
if I'm going down these lists, if I said, okay, I want to learn more about this. So I'm going to read these books. I want to take this course. I want to study this particular thing. I don't know. I'm writing these things down. I'm giving myself deadlines and I'm going back and I'm double checking those things. If you're not a person that is able to kind of double check yourself, get yourself an accountability partner. I'm here. I can only take on (laughs) but so much. But if you reach out, I'll be more than happy to either uh, be your accountability uh, partner or refer you to someone who is also, you know, a great resource or might you might pair well with because you're working on the same type of um, advancement or um, you're working on the same type of thing that you're trying to do to enhance yourself or personal brand. And last but not least, you know, I'm a big fan of mentors. So get yourself a mentor, follow a successful example, somebody that you look up to, follow them. It's okay. You need to know how to follow before you can lead. So all of those things, don't be a, be a leader, not a follower. How do you know how to lead if you don't know how to follow? And it's nothing wrong with having Uh, somebody that you look up to, somebody that you view as successful, not the world. Someone that has been where you are and has far, uh, you know, past where you're trying to go. So why not use them as a mentor? So that's all I have. That's all I have. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope that this episode was beneficial. Be sure to share the podcast with others. Uh, Be sure to come back. Be sure to catch up on the episodes that you haven't caught up to. Download the ebook. It's a really good ebook, I swear. I promise you guys, it's not like a bait switch where I'm just like, oh, please subscribe and I'm going to spam you. I promise. I'm not. I'm not that person. It's some really good information. Uh, It's the intentional uh, guide for, uh, it's the intentional job seekers guide. All right, so until next time, I'll talk with you guys next week. Peace.